Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Shannon is at the line. The young man who was in concussion protocol the last few days has a chance to seal it for Illinois with 2.7 left. 65-62 Illinois. One of the bigger free throws of the year. Here for Shannon. Illinois with a three-point lead. Shannon up. Got it. That's 66-62 Illinois. Northwestern down four, caught by Nicholson, don't foul, Bowie with a three, missed it, and the Illini have come from 18 down to win by four, 66-62, by four over the Wildcats. I'm not going to lie, they had me in the first half. They changed things around in the second half. Illinois with a huge comeback win over Northwestern, 66-62. Welcome in Fasteners Etc. post-game show. News Talk 1400-93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Evan Kahn, Mike LaTulip in the house with you. Joey Wright helping us out behind the scenes. And my goodness, we, we're getting close to March, and you can feel it in these games. Yeah. But the line I didn't bring that March intensity in the first half, and I thought that was all the difference. And some lineup changes in the second half uh, helped things out with the the matchup. But the line I showed a lot more heart in the second half, and that's that's a heck of a performance by Terrence Shannon Jr. after missing a week of games. It, there were so many defensive breakdowns in that first half, like scouting report defensive breakdowns, continuously going under. On Boo Booey, daring him to shoot when that clearly was not the scouting report. <laughs> they they wanted to go over. He gets hot. You figure it out in the second half. You settle in. You make some shots. And they really guarded down the stretch, man. I mean, you don't put together runs of 12-2, 14-2, and 14-3 in the second half without guarding your tail off. So give him a ton of credit, man. That's a, that's a heck of a league win. Uh, a big win for the Illini. It gets them to 10 here on the Big Ten season with three to go. And I think everybody really wanted this win. 
and, and the Illini pull it off. That's our rapid reaction here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show, and it's brought to you by Cozad Asset Management for over 45 years, striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. We want to hear what you have to say after this one. Give us a call, 217-356-9397. That is the fan line. Send us a text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Lots, lots to talk about here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. You're next. The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS, along with Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, your hosts for the Fasteners Etc. postgame show, Evan Kahn and Mike LaTulip. Lob, deflected, stolen by Coleman Hawkins. Fast break, Rodgers, back to Harris, who slams it in. How do you like that? Harris with the drive on the right baseline and the one-handed flush. From the freshman, oh, he posterized him. Sincere Harris with the slam in the first half. His defense, the story in the second half for the Illini. And they are 10-7 and seven in Big Ten play. 66-62 winners against the Wildcats. Welcome in, Fasteners, etc. Postgame show. Evan and Mike here. Mike's even in the flesh. Joey's helping us out behind the scenes. And people are already calling in. 217-356-9397 is the fan line. They're loaded up. So we're just going to dive right into it here. It's late out in Norfolk, Virginia. And Simeon's calling in, staying up late with us. We appreciate it as always. And I imagine you were pulling pulling your hair out there in the first half a, a little bit with the Illini, Simeon. Yeah, Evan, uh, my lips were stuck out so far you'd have thought I was a platypus in that first half, man. That's how I felt with that game. But uh, I don't have uh, really any a lot of analysis uh, on this particular show. Um and, and also, too, uh, Mike's doing his Barry White as well. I wanted to recognize that. But, um, um, Dulcet baritone I, sounds. I to, yeah, yeah. I wanted to recognize the coaching staff because I called in after the Penn State game and I blasted them because I felt like that they didn't raffle, I mean, go through the guys until they found the right combination. But today they, 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 they did that and I give them a lot of credit. And, uh, Harris, um, did what he did, and, and TJ, of course, he did what he did. So I'm very pleased with the win because this is one that I felt like that we had to get. And um, so I'm, I'm I'm very pleased. So I wanted to stay up and let you guys 
you know, get my comments. So, and then also to credit the the staff for them making the moves that they made because uh, it just, you know, I'm a big uh, I'm a big fan of of Jaden, and uh, also I love uh, Dane, but it wasn't their night. So, um, but um, the main thing is for us to come out with the win. So I was I was very pleased. All right, I'm gonna listen to little big guys, and then I'm gonna uh, go to bed. I got to work tomorrow, so. Um, thanks for having me on. Understand. Uh, thank you as always, Simeon, for calling in. And that was a, a huge point. It wasn't really anything schematically. It, it was who, who wanted to, to do the business on the defensive end and the combination that they put out there in the second half. Who basically played basically the entire second half. Um, that 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 was the that was the the group that got it done. And it was a couple things, right? I think for Epps, you go under four times. Four times on Boo Booey. The only way that we can maybe teach you that that's, that can't happen is to put you on the bench. And the same thing with Dane Danger. Look, right now he struggles with teams that trap him because he tries to dribble out of it. And when you try to dribble out of it, you open yourself up way more to, to have turnovers. He had three in 15 minutes tonight and continues to try to spin to that baseline. And he came out of the game, and you could see – I, from my vantage point where I was sitting, I could see Brad telling him, he's like, you cannot go baseline. You can't go baseline. That's where they're all loaded up. So uh, you're right. It, it just wasn't a game for them. But but schematically what it did when you throw Coleman at the five, it, Coleman's able to level off those screens. You don't let Bowie you know, penetrate you as much when, when Dane's in that drop coverage and get downhill. Because Nicholson, Nicholson might be the best screener in the Big Ten. He's a big dude. He's a huge, I mean, and even being there live, I mean, he's a legit seven foot, 260 maybe. And he's such a wall to try to get around. And I was worried because Sincere Harris has a proclivity to try to run into a screen and fall down to get a call. He did it a ton early in the season. But tonight he just focused on on getting over and fighting through. And, and when Coleman was in there, he could level it off. If you had to emergency switch, he could do that. And that kind of changed the game. And, look, sometimes coaches are stubborn. You know, a player's not playing well, and you keep them out there to try to get them on the right track. There was no time for that tonight. Like, you had to find your five guys, five or six guys, who's going to help us, and and the other guys got to sit. And, and that's that's kind of what happened there. That was another part, frustrating part about the first half was they played ten guys. It was just constant, like, like well, it's, is this it's figuring work? out is who that... you got, who do you have, yeah. like who's going to come out and play. Mm-hmm. And I even thought for as good of a game that Terrence had, I thought Terrence was extremely casual in the first half. His yeah, jersey guys, was, was untucked yeah, the whole first half and everything. gets three fouls just from kind of being out of position. And um, it, he needed to be good for them to have a prayer in that game. And my God. Was he good in the second what a half? Response. Yeah, Un- unbelievable. Not a, not a single foul for Terrence Shannon in the second half after having three, as you said. And it's funny how that works. When you're more aggressive, you foul less, and it it that is Northwestern. Northwestern, I think, I think is the most aggressive, most physical team in the Big Ten, and that's not usually the case. But with this Northwestern team, it is. And the crazy thing is, they don't really foul a whole lot, and and it's because they're of their physicality as as counterintuitive as it sounds. Cause when you're not physical, then you're out of position and then you foul. Mm-hmm. So that's when, that's what I'm having in the first half with Terrence and he turned it around, man. That's an understatement. 
Back to the fan line we go, 217-356-9397. Todd's in the big city of Weldon. What are you thinking, Todd? Hey, I tell you guys, heck of a comeback. Heck of a comeback. But um, I just wanted to say you know, a couple things and then get you guys' comments on it. Playing Saturday, Monday, and Thursday, being tired with all the adversity and the way they came out in the first half, they could have mailed it in said the heck with it. But what does this comeback say about this team right now? And also, what's it say about what we could do in March? Well, let's let's say this. What, what you don't want to have, because this is what happens sometimes with teams that have big comebacks, is... We can do it anytime. Oh, we can just go ahead and come back anytime we want. Because they have yeah, we'll get done it, it a number of times And this that's year. what they did. Or that was what plagued them earlier in the season. Like They would get down. They got down to UCLA. They came back and won. They got down to Texas, came back and won. A couple times it bit them where they got down early and couldn't climb back into it. At, I think Maryland comes to mind. Um, but you, you just got to gotta understand that there's this game is, is so interesting because there's little parts of it that, man, if you miss this one shot, you probably don't win the game tonight. If R.J. Melendez doesn't make the three, and it just seemed like a throwaway three in the middle of the game that cut it to 13. If he, 52-36, he makes a three to make it 52-39. If he does not make that three and Boo Booey comes down and hits a three and pushes that thing back to 19, I don't think they win that game tonight. Just like Terrence Shannon hits a three on the first possession of the second half, and all of a sudden that settles him in. So now it's 37 19 he makes it 37 22 he misses that they come down and hit a three it's 40 to 19 and it just it becomes insurmountable at that point so all those little shots that they took that just kind of didn't seem like a lot in the moment they they added up so uh the comeback itself i think it says a lot about this team i think it says a lot about you know, Brad kind of pulling the right strings, finding out who they have. and Because the reality is if you don't have a Ty Rogers and a Sincere Harris tonight, you probably don't win that game because you probably have to ride with Jaden Epps and Dane Danger, who just didn't, who really didn't have it tonight. And that's that's the beauty of having a lot of talent. Uh, I agree 100%. I mean, every point was important tonight, especially in that second half. Yeah. And career-high minutes for Ty Rogers and Sincere Harris in this win. So... Hey, thanks for the call, Todd. Thank you, guys. You can ring in as well, 217-356-9397. And uh, it's funny, Brent texted in at, at, at halftime saying somebody's got to have to step up and guard Boo Booey. And that's that's what Sincere Harris yeah. did. And, and make shots. <laughs> and, and, and he, Yeah, and then he also said this felt like kind of like the, the Indiana game except for you didn't close it out. You, you, you didn't. Mm-hmm make the stop and and then get the the score at the other end and and tonight they were they were finally able to close out one of these tough games put put themselves in that position they outscored northwestern by 22 points in the second half this is a team that hasn't trailed in like three ball games well i mean the difference between the indiana game and tonight was you had Terrence shannon right yep. it, late game it's just put it in his hand and and get him going to his left hand and chase audige is chase audige is gonna be on the all defensive team in the big 10 and he had nothing for Terrence tonight in the second half. And and Terrence owed him because Chase put it on him in, in Evanston earlier in the season. So I, I was glad to see Terrence kind of turn that around because, man, those that's those are two all league guys. I think they'll I think they'll both. I mean, Boo might play himself onto the first team, 
Uh, Chase is probably going to be a second team, third team guy. I mean, you got two All Big Ten guards in the backcourt, uh, and you you really made them have to work in that second half. You saw the fun that the Big Ten can bring here tonight. All right, back to the fan line. Randy's in Tuscola. Hey, Randy. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. What a game! Being there was amazing. Um, I want to just say two points. First, um, I'm always surprised when I'm at the game and people leave early at halftime, um, including. Shout out to my brother Nick who left us too early. Come I don't on, know why people do that. Um, but it was my, late. My point, uh, it was. Um, no excuse. But my, they missed. Is, they missed a heck about, of a half. Yes, they, yes, they did. Um, I want to ask about Terrence Shannon. You kind of talked about this. Like he is the offensive hero of the game. He is an elite player. He's going to play in the NBA. But I feel like we're a better team when he plays less. Not none, but when he plays less. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are. If um, you know, with, without him having to play hero ball, which he can do, and he's going to save us a lot of games, but I don't think we can count on that every game. What are your thoughts? That's certainly an interesting take after that <laughs> After that second half. I will say this, that beyond what he did offensively to Chase Audige, he was incredible defensively on, on Chase Audige as well. I mean, Chase Audige, 3 for 14 tonight. Uh, this is a guy that's basically 15 a game in the conference and when he's good they're really tough to beat and Terrence he picks him at half court and finishes I, I think to give them a, a two-point lead or, or to make it a three-point lead or whatever it was um, just made so many defensive plays so regardless of whether or not he's playing hero ball or, or, or whatever you want to call it um, there's two big games when you talk about the UCLA game and this Northwestern game that if you don't have Terrence Shannon you have you have no chance of winning those games well, and now we've, we've seen it different ways when 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 they get the matchup that they like they're going to keep going to it Matthew Meyer the last couple games mm-hmm. a, a lot of the Big Ten season Matthew Meyer's got a mismatch they go to him tonight like you said I, I mean uh, Audis just couldn't stop him he, he got the ball on the wing and it's like get out of the way because he, he was getting to the the rim every time and we've seen nights where Dane Dane just got the the advantage he he had his way with, with Michigan State who was able to quote him I guess contain. I don't know. They they beat Indiana, but nonetheless, I I think they they found the matchup with Shannon in the second half, and he took it on himself. Uh, like you said, after the first half that he had, especially on the defensive end. Um, well, thank God for the portal, right? Because <laughs> the portal just got. I mean, it take out Dane's three points, but the portal just gave you forty of your sixty six points tonight. So, shout out to the portal. It's 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 a, a different world here. And, and Illinois is enjoying the fruits of it. Hey, appreciate the call, Randy. They're they're loaded up. We've got a lot of thoughts here. We got to pick out an MX electrifying player of the game here before long, but I'm pretty sure we know who it is. Finney's calling in from Springfield, though I believe he's usually at the game. So, what are your thoughts uh, from the State Farm Center? Yeah, driving back to Springfield with my beautiful daughter Ellie, who's like the good luck charm. I mean, <laughs> five and zero or six and zero. This year, Mike so is seven and zero. We were counting it out, so I, I don't know if they have been right, on the so, same so games. We won, I figure. But uh, hey, I I will say uh, I don't even want to talk about that first half. That was one of the most pathetic first half. But I tell you what, that set us up for something special, and, and tonight was special. Um, I talked to my my good buddy Scott Long at halftime. And he said, we're going to need a 50-point second half. He wasn't very far off. I think it was a 47-point <laughs> yeah. second half, yep. which is special. And, you know, game balls tonight, i got to give, well, there's no question. Uh, Shannon was 
phenomenal. Phenomenal. And he was phenomenal not because he hit several threes. He was phenomenal because he drove hard. He took his man, like you said, Adish couldn't touch him. He was taking his man left, right, center, uh, mainly left, of course. But uh, <laughs> let me tell you, he had, he had himself a game. Uh, game ball also to Harris. Tonight, the first half, they out-toughed us. The second half, we out-toughed them. And I think Harris was a big reason why. That guy steps up to the challenge every time. I'm so impressed with I'm, – I'm just impressed, impressed with our freshmen. You know, Ty played big tonight too. But Harris, my God, he, he shut him down late in the game. Uh, and that was impressive. The third ball, uh, game ball goes to the fans. In the last five or eight minutes, Oof. nobody in C section sat down the whole – the whole time, and it was as loud as I've heard it all year. Uh, and, and like you said, it's a late night. People stayed after being down 18 at half. That was an impressive crowd tonight, and Illinois should be like that every time. Nobody should want to come to play at Illinois. <laughs> that second half sounded like a, a whole lot of fun, and hitting that shot right out of the gate, grab grab the, the fans back because they were trying to get into it in, in the first half as as best they could. I mean, it got and, loud in the first half. Ty Rogers had a a putback to make it 14-14, and I was like, oh, my God. It, it was crazy loud. But We were I, looking for a reason to, to shout. I mean, that, let's put it that way. <laughs> first half, we didn't get a lot of reason. Yeah. Second half, blew the top off. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and yeah, it it was it it was Terrence Shannon stepping up, and really that that whole group that that came out and started the second half and played the the majority of the minutes. Matt Meyer hit some big shots, drawing drawing some fouls, yeah. getting some rebounds, yeah. blocking shots, same as Coleman Hawkins. Like these guys are, are filling their roles, and, and that was playing winning basketball. Like like uh, you, you said there, Finney. Like the the first half, it it, it wasn't scheme. It, it was you know follow not going under screens and the turnovers most of them were were unforced or or you know just just lackadaisical kind of plays and uh in the second half only six turnovers against a team that's gonna force some some turnovers so um yeah all all in all that that second half was all time for for Terrence Shannon and the Illini ties uh his Big Ten high with 26. I I did want to touch on his second game ball sincere Harris it's a really valuable lesson for young kids that are at that game or anyone that's a fan of basketball watching sincere because the dude played 24 minutes tonight um you know he had six points two rebounds one assist but you couldn't take him off the floor and, and look he made a ton of mistakes like a ton of mistakes in the first, first half, half, especially. I mean, first half he <laughs> he goes under on Boo Booey just like Jaden Epps did. Three, he busts a back cut. Him and Terrence Shannon miscommunicate. Three by Ty Berry, and then Boo Booey's taking the ball out underneath out of bounds, enters it, and then runs off the baseline. You are supposed to trail every single time you trail, and he shortcuts it. They throw it to Booey, and he hits another three, and. But the thing is, when you play with energy, when you play with effort, every single possession, more good is going to happen than bad. And that is what happened tonight. That is, He had so many mistakes where if he wasn't a guy that played with energy and effort, he probably wouldn't have played in the second half. Mm-hmm. 
but he plays consistently with that heart and and he's just he was such a pest when he plays within himself when he follows the scout geez it's it's hard to take him off the floor in a, in a game like that where you need stops right when you need that type of energy so what what a weapon to have we got a, a a lot of input coming in after this win over Northwestern here on the Fasteners Etc. post game show. Everybody on the fan line, hang on. Let's pick out an MX electrifying player of the game. MX Electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service for both residential and commercial needs. Call two one seven three five nine seven two nine three to schedule your project. And remember, relax. Call Max. Brad Underwood in the the big press conference gave his player of the game to Sincere Harris, and, and his defense was a, a big part of what the Illini did. But when you're down 18, <laughs> somebody's got to score some yeah. points. Yeah, it's Terrence Shannon. And, and Terrence, <laughs> Shannon Terrence Shannon took the, the load on and, and took it to Chase Audige. In the first half, this is also his first game since a concussion against Penn State just yeah. over a, a week ago. Two points in the first half goes for 24 on 7 of 8 shooting, including a perfect 4 for 4 from 3. And uh, we, we've kind of agreed that, that we're going to give Terrence Shannon the MX electrifying player well, of the game. It's what it's what makes his performance even more impressive because you, you come off I, – I had, I think, two concussions when I was – at Illinois, Jeez. and or three actually. <laughs> um, so I don't know how I'm putting together sentences right now, but when when you are out, the hardest thing when you come back is your wind. It's weird. Like it, you you are dog tired. Saw it in those quickly. free throws late. The three. So which makes that second half performance even more crazier. Like the the fact that he was able to hit those threes. His first three was an air ball, <laughs> and then he makes the next four. So credit him, man. He he stuck with it, and uh, just like Boo Booey, you got him good, feeling good early. That's exactly what happened in the second half with Terrence Shannon, where they let him start feeling good early, and it just it didn't matter. He's hitting step backs and you know side dribbles, and he, he was he was incredible, man. You needed all twenty four of those points in the second half. Back like he never left. Terrence Shannon Jr. getting our MX electrifying player of the game. Shannon, top of the key for three. Got it. Oh, he's feeling it, and it's a four-point Northwestern lead again. Shannon had two points and a half. He's got 17 in this half. Here is Audige. Gets it stolen by Shannon. Shannon with a drive. Layup is good. Shannon with a steal and the layup. That 5-0 run by Terrence there cut it to two. They eventually took the lead and never surrendered it. Illinois comes back from down 18 to win at 66-62 over Northwestern. Terrence Shannon, MX electrifying player of the game. We've got callers all over the U.S. hanging on. We're going to get to you guys next here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Rogers spears the rebound. Double teamed in the corner. Lob out top, dangerous pass to Shannon. New possession, Meyer. Meyer shoots a three, got it. That's the way we got to get it. Hey, that's the way we get it. And it's a four-point game again. Meyer with a three on the left wing. 
Matthew Meyer also with a big second half for the Illini. He goes 8 for 8 from the free throw line and hit a pair of threes, including that one there. The Illini get their 10th win in Big Ten play, 66-62. Welcome back. Fasteners, etc. Postgame show. Mike's here in person. Evan with you as well. Joey's been screening these calls, so we better get to him. 217-356-9397. Jacob's out in Massachusetts. Hey, Jacob. Hey, guys. Um, I don't believe you. Yeah, I it's it's a late night here on the East Coast. Uh, night for I was I was out here. I uh, see your area code. Passing. Yeah, well, I'm from Illinois. <laughs> he, can't, so. he, can't, he can't be out in Massachusetts and also have that area code. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you're fine, you know, Jacob. I, you're fine. <laughs> Go ahead, Jacob. Guys <laughs> are giving me crap. Um, yeah, that was I was pacing back and forth in my dorm room. Uh, it was one of those <laughs> nights, as you can imagine. Um, those, hey, those Harvard me. nights, man. I get yeah, it. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, nothing else to do around here. Um, my whole family <laughs> was at the game, both my parents, my sister was in crush and that family group chat, um, by halftime, uh, you can imagine that there were things said in there that oh. I, I will not repeat on the air. <laughs> Delete. Uh, and I've never been happier to have my foot, um, placed squarely in my mouth. Um, truly. Um, I know we've, we've touched on it over and over but it's worth repeating Terrence Shannon put the team on his back um I mean he was finishing through some contact with no whistles that I was just I was just really really impressed with that but I mean we've seen that all year long um I thought this game was another RJ Melendez step forward um 18 minutes it looks like had some huge rebounds that huge three that we talked about so we love to see that um I think the, the Dane and uh, Epps kind of reduction in minutes in the second half was a nice adjustment from uh, Coach Underwood. I think that definitely helped. Um, and, man, if we can put that second half um, and just kind of repeat that second half the rest of the year, hoo boy. Um, it's the happiest I've been after a game, I think, since I was walking down 8th Avenue after the Texas game. So <laughs> I would like to feel this feeling um, through April, preferably. And shout out to Chris Collins. He's a class act, but I'm very happy we prevented him from getting his first ever win in Champaign. Um, better luck next year, Chris Collins. Um, that's all I got, guys. <laughs> very true. Hey, Jacob, you've called in before. I, I was just giving you a little bit of crap. We appreciate you, you calling in. And, um, yeah, it, was, it, it really was a, a, a pride thing. I, I just keep coming back to it. And a lot of these teams put together, this Illinois team was put together through freshmen in the transfer portal. Two freshmen, two transfer guys, and Coleman Hawkins played the majority of the minutes. And we've got texters who, who gave up in the first half as well. Twitter was a mess, um, as per usual. So we try to <laughs> avoid that. Um, but uh, I, I was going somewhere with this, but uh, Twitter Twitter got me off to a, a tangent but uh yeah they I, I mean they, this team just just stepped up and, and when when they play up to their capabilities we we had a, a caller earlier and we, we hear it on the tv and that's why people keep dreaming on this team I mean Terrence Shannon's when he plays like tonight that's a that's an all-american kind of guy um and, and they, they can beat you in, in so many different ways so the highs are high yeah the highs are high. It's just and the lows are really low. <laughs> and just this team, just they just have to learn to to really do their work early. And they and they haven't struggled with that a whole lot in this second half of the season. But you don't want it to to creep up on you at, at inopportune times. So it's especially now when you start to get to March and it's it becomes that winner go home. 
those first five to ten minutes of a game become ever more important. How much confidence you give the other team, non-shooters become shooters, and the whole nine. So um, if they can continue to rectify that, and now they're starting to figure out how to win late, uh, you know, as we talked about in, in closing games, because that's what I wondered about Northwestern is, hey, you're you're in sole possession of, of second place. We know for a fact this is not a position that any of you guys have been in. You're ranked this late. Uh, how are you going to respond to that? Because now you got an Illinois team that comes in as, uh, I know they were favored, but technically an underdog, unranked versus ranked. And I don't know, you, you just see when this Illinois team plays with some house money, they're great. Now, now they got to do it when there's not house money, right? And you and you can just you just have to go out there because that's what requ- that's what's required of you. So, I don't know. I big stretch here. Obviously, you got Ohio State next, mm-hmm. correct? And then uh, and then Michigan and Purdue, and that's it, right? Good God, this this Big Ten season it just flies by, man. <laughs> we're almost we're really almost. This is game sixteen tonight. 17. 17. Yeah. And you got 18, I, 19, I think 20. Every, everybody's finally at 17 games after tonight. Yeah. Mich- All the makeups. Yeah, there there were two other Big 10 games. Well, here I think tonight. I think Michigan State and Minnesota haven't Oh, do they made still theirs, have them? Oh, yeah. That that's Or maybe that may they won't. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it might might not matter. We will see. Okay, from the East Coast back here to the Midwest. Louis in Iowa. What do you got, Louis? <clears throat> that was just a heck of a win. I'll tell you what, I question those boys' heart, and that's exactly how you finish that, and I could be more excited. I was so unexcited to tell my pops that we might be seeing the eight, nine seed game in Des Moines, mm. and I can't wait to be somewhere else. Shannon stepped up after I bad enough them all half, and those guys just showed out. You guys do a great job, and just want to let you know we are all excited tonight. Yeah, should should be feeling good after the way that the Illini played. Appreciate the the call, Louis. In the second half, and and that's why you get down uh, about the first half. But yeah, anybody who who thought why Illinois was like so favored because Illinois is the better team, like top to bottom. Yeah. Illinois is the more talented, better team, and, and when they play like it, um, that's how that's yeah, how you and get. You it. don't you don't you know you don't think that a 30% three-point shooting team is going to start off the game six for seven from three or seven for 11 I think is what they ended up being in the first half so that was gonna kind of course correct itself Um, because the reality was I remember I was looking up at the scoreboard and I think they were seven for 11 from three at the time and I'm like they're four for 17 from two (laughs) And, and I think and I, I think they ended Il- up. Illinois was out rebounding them like crazy in the first half, and then they were just turning it over on the other end. Yeah, and they ended up finishing the game thirteen for forty-two from two. <laughs> so this this Illinois team continues to do it. Where if they just stay disciplined, I mean, that's really all of the threes that they are giving up are all from scouting errors and just like mental mistakes. They're, they're it's all on them. That's not it's not anything that. Granted, the other team has to make the shots. But it is the reason they are getting those looks is because of the mental breakdowns, the scouting report breakdowns. And if they can just fix that or at least limit those, you're not going to be perfect. But if you make eight of those mistakes in the game, can you make it four? And and that that is all the difference because then you maybe you don't get Boo Booey going like that and he ends up with 18 points tonight because he couldn't get loose from three like he did. And you may win this game by 10. I, I Who knows? It's just limiting those like if they can do that they'll be in business 
All right, we fly back to the Atlantic Ocean, and New York is where we land. Jeff is with us. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> Good evening, guys. Uh, there's a whole lot of stuff I could say, and I know you've got a whole lot of other folks that you want to talk to, so I'll whip through a couple of them here real quick. Like, um, I have to point out that uh, tonight's game, um, well, it was yesterday, here and it's probably still uh, February 23rd for a few hours with you. But February 23rd, 1963, 60 years ago tonight, final game in Huff Gym oh. and the first Illini game that I attended. Uh, just so you don't think I'm quite in the Lauren Tate uh. age category yet, uh, I was in the fourth grade, but I still remember so much of it. It's one of those days that I won't ever forget. It was a Saturday afternoon, and we staged a nice uh, rousing comeback in the second half to knock uh. off Wisconsin. Um, as far as Terrence goes, uh, I'll say quite bluntly, I don't think we've had anybody uh, – with the same kind of um, mindset since I.O. Um, I, too, was at the Texas game. And um, one thing that's really going to stick with me for a lot of years was uh, down the stretch when we were coming back to send it into overtime, I believe Terrence hit a couple of free throws to do that. And on the Jumbotron, as he was walking down the court to, to the free throw line, they put a full face shot of him and the look in his eyes uh, was just something that's going to stick with me for a long time. You, he Madison square garden is uh, arguably about the biggest stage you can perform on in sports. They do call it the world's famous arena. And I think there's some uh, truth to that. And you could see him thinking, I know where I am. I know who else has competed here in sports other than basketball. I belong here. I'm going to prove it to everybody that it needs proving to. And I'm going to compete here beyond tonight. And if he doesn't get drafted, I will be one of the most astounded people <laughs> under the sun. I mean, it may be in the second round like Iowa was. And uh, Iowa was kind of proving a lot of people wrong there. And the other thing, the final thing that I'll say is uh, Mr. Tate has a phrase that I haven't heard him use in a while, but I think was valid tonight in describing the three-point shot as fool's gold. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I was kind of shaking my head and, you know, thinking as the, as the horn went off, I thought, well, Mr. Tate, <laughs> do you feel vindicated in saying that? And, uh, I'll let you guys kick it around now, and I'll hang up and say goodnight. But what a night to be an Illini fan. It was fun indeed. Always appreciate the, the call, Jeff. The Illini shoot 7 for 13 from the second half. I have heard Lauren say that. I don't know if he's, he's said it recently. And this team is streaky, but as far as philosophies go, uh, I say sh the, the three ball is the greatest equalizer in, in basketball because – if you can if you can hit shots, you can win. Look at Iowa for the last five years. There, there's a lot of teams that that win in March just because they can they can hit shots. And and I think you were even saying it here pregame. There are good shooters on this team when they take good shots. What they were taking in the first half weren't good threes. 
when they were taking good shots in the second half, they shoot 53% from three. It, the, the, the laws of averages, I think they're more of a 35 to 40% shooting team than the 25 to 30 that they've been. Um, and, and that's how this team is going to be. They're going to be getting to the rim and they're going to shoot threes. Well, think about this too. So the way I look at shooting is this Illinois team has a lot of tough shot makers. When I, Actually, when I say a lot, they have Terrence Shannon and Matthew Meyer that can hit a lot of tough shots from the perimeter. But the difference is Terrence, you know, I think Terrence maybe last two threes um, were tough ones. Mm. Like out of rhythm, step backs, they went in. But the first one that he made in the second half, Matthew Meyer drives, throws a drift pass, and it's just one-two step, catch and shoot in rhythm. So once he gets the one in rhythm, he can start taking some out of rhythm because he's got a little bit of confidence. And it's the same thing with Matthew Meyer. Matthew Meyer hits one that's a little bit in rhythm, and then he all of a sudden hits that the step back, and then he has the jab on Nicholson and almost drops him. And like you still you still can't cheat yourself, and you have to allow yourself to get into a rhythm, and that's from taking good shots. And to me, this Illinois team can be a better shooting team if the right guys are taking. Shots like Luke Goody, catch and shoot. When you see the rim, great. I, I still believe in R.J. Melendez. He's starting to prove that. I, he's, tonight. Yeah, I mean, he's he's making them at, at, at definitely a higher clip than he has been. Uh, Epps, I think, has to be selective. Uh, he has a propensity at times to take some tough ones, some contested ones. Um, and Coleman, I think, can probably take out half the ones that he takes. Um, some he just has to rush late clock, but he has to be just be mindful of which ones are in rhythm, which ones are catch and shoot. Because that, even that Ohio State game at home, I think was the one that mm-hmm. he really went off. And they were just all catch and shoot. It was pick and pop. It was catch and shoot. He doesn't have to do anything off the dribble. And um, But this team, that's why this team is so dangerous. It's why if you if this team's a seven seed in the NCAA tournament and you're a two seed, this team can put 10 threes on you, 11 threes. Like they can do that in a game. They have good enough shooters and honestly they have guys with irrational enough confidence <laughs> to take shots and make shots so um that's what march ends up being about can you guard and are, are you going to make some shots and if, if this team can do both of those things I, I i truly truly believe they can they can make a run why not all right we've had a lot of calls on the fan line we thank you all for staying up late with us here on the fasteners etc post game show we've been going through the text so i'll dive a little deeper into those as well we still got to pick out a play of the game and get you our keys to the game here on the post game show as frustrated maybe as i've ever been since i've been at illinois in the, in the first half at just our lack of assignment sound i mean we never go under threes i mean we never go under screens and their first four threes we go under all of them yep. and uh, you know and then you let you let boo get going and 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 that's a that's a nightmare. And uh, you know he's got the ball in his hands so much it's hard to keep him out. But uh, sincere, completely flipped the script in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was he was outstanding. And then Terrence, uh, 24 in the second half, coming off a concussion, mm-hmm. very little practice. Um, what a night for him. And and then we got Matt going a little bit in the second half. But uh, um, you know it was. It was a total team effort. It was we played small most of the night. I thought Ty Rogers was huge. You know we've got a couple of freshmen out there uh, in crunch time figuring out how to win, and uh, 
you know, not only Sincere's defense, but he made a made a huge layup. Um, so yeah, it, we just keep we we just keep growing in different ways every night. I'm just in amazement, but uh, I'd prefer not to be 20 down at half. <laughs> There's Brad Underwood talking after the game. You you could give out plenty of game balls with the way the Illini played in the second half, outscoring Northwestern by 22 to hand them their first defeat probably this month or pretty near close to it. Uh, they came in with a five-game win streak. The Illini will not be swept by the Wildcats, 66-62. Welcome back. Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Mike and Evan with you. Been having a lot of callers on the fan line. As I go to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-356-9397. A lot of love for Sincere Harris and 217 texter. Uh, while, while Nicholson is a, a big burly screener, he... he he was getting hounded, or at least Brad Underwood was getting after the refs because, yeah, maybe, maybe he did lean into to some of those. He's a master. He really is a master at it. He, he, he got a call. He got a foul called. I can't. I think it was on Harris yeah, because he leaned into it yeah. so far. He fell over, and, and Illinois picked up the foul. So he is a, a master at that. Um, uh, one texter was asking about a Whitman press conference. There was one yesterday uh, about football ticket sales. Um, another texter was talking, wow, we've got uh, Peru. Somebody listening to the game in Peru and texting into the postgame show. Epic W. Love to see it. Peru, Illinois? No. Lima, Peru? Yeah. Is that Peru, Illinois? I, I, that I like think that's the Peru, country? Peru. Yeah, yeah, that's what... Yeah. I don't know what... Uh, this is like 2023, so like international texting probably isn't that big of a deal. I sound so old saying that, but... Technology, man. It's it's a wild thing. People listening everywhere. Um, one more text here. We've got a, another caller on the fan line uh, wondering about most memorable comebacks. Obviously, Arizona's like in a class of its own, and... As far as I go, I, I, don't, I don't go back as far. Brad brought up I, the Miami game. I think that was the 1920 season where they were down 26 at the half and, and almost came back, but that didn't get done. Texter brings up Clemson here in, in recent history, I, I'm guessing. We, uh, we had one my junior year. We were playing Michigan at home, and I think either we ended regulation on a 12-0 run to tie it to send it to overtime or we started overtime on a 12-0 run it was one of the two but it was just it was the it was a pretty insane right. yeah it was a pretty insane game a pretty insane comeback when were you a junior 14 15, 14, 15. yeah all yeah. right we'll look into that let's go back to the fan line here let's go all the way out to the west coast now stands out in california it's early for him it's late for it, us it is, so although i may not be able to sleep all night after this <laughs> I, I hear that i, I probably wasn't going to sleep anyway if it ended the way it looked like it was <laughs> going to in the first half but actually for actually for comeback games there was a game in at uh, I was living here at the time, but I remember watching this game or listening to it, one or the other. Um, there was a game Illinois played early in a season, and it might have been about 20, 25 years ago. 
they played they played Seton Hall and Seton Hall had a really good team. They had two All Americans, mm. two big guys. They just killed us in the first half. They're up like twenty points in the, at half. I I don't remember all the circumstances, but we eventually tied the game. It went into overtime, and we won the game in overtime. I I can't remember if both teams were ranked. I'm sh- I think they were. I don't know if we were. That this game tonight kind of reminded me of that game. We couldn't do anything right in the first half. Um, which leads me to my next point. We get this win tonight, but primarily we get this win because they're not a particularly athletic team. We got them slowed down and under control. The one, th- the one aspect that worried me all night was I've seen this Barnheiser kid go off on some teams lately and he hit you know he hit that one basket to put them back ahead and i thought oh great we got boo booey under control now this kid's going to go off on us but luckily he didn't um i know we're all happy about this but there are some aspects of this game that really bother me from a coaching standpoint we don't look like we're ready to play half the time, and tonight was a poster child for that event. You know, we should be up and ready for this game. Everybody knows how important this game is. You're still playing for one of the buy seeds in the conference tournament, and we come out and we just look like it's Saturday afternoon at the Y. You know, we have all these uh, – I, I think the thing I object to the most is just all these uh, unforced – turnovers you know i've never seen a team that can turn the ball over like we do when people aren't even guarding them i i I just don't get this i mean it would just drive me nuts um the other thing and Dion thomas talks about this all the time and i don't know why players don't do this more i don't know why coaches don't just call time out and say just go to the basket you're not making any threes go to the basket yeah, they stood out there in the first half. They missed all these threes. Of course, you don't get many rebounds on missed threes. They come down, run a structured offense, and before you know it, we're behind 16, 18 points. You know, it should be pretty obvious at some point you've got an athletic advantage on some of these players. You're a step faster than they are. Just take the ball to the basket already. Take it to the basket when you're not scoring from the outside. Try to get some easy shots inside or get some free throws. But I, I just I don't really understand this. I mean, there are, there are aspects of this team, and at times they, they do things and play in particular ways that I just don't get. I mean, I thought we were dead in the water for sure tonight. I thought we'd buried ourselves into such a hole we'd never get back. Uh, the one thing I will say about this game that I don't recall another game quite like it you know, we made three runs in this game. Uh, we made a run to get it back to like four points. Mm-hmm. Then they went up by quite a few. We made another run to get it down to five points. Then we made a final run, got it to four points. And I figured at that point we're probably not going to get there because we've expended so much energy. But the next thing you know, I think the key play of the game was on the missed free throws, wasn't it Ty Rogers got the rebound and got it outside and Matt mm-hmm. made a three yep. to make it from a seven-point game to a, to a four-point game? Yep. That was a big, big turnaround there because 
most 90% of the time, even more that, you miss two free throws, you don't get that rebound and get a three off the rebound. It hardly that hardly ever happens. And that, that was a big that was a big moment right there. But I, I gotta say from a standpoint in the second half, they just wouldn't let they just didn't quit. Mm-hmm. You know, we got really, really close and you you had a feeling if we ever got the lead in this game, here we go. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, we've we've seen and and it happens to to other teams today. Just happened to be Boo Booey's day where he stretched the, the lead in the first half. But they were passive. And only six fouls on the defensive end. A little bit of an overcorrection, I, I think, from the last time when you you put them on the line for forty free throws. There, there's a little bit of, of that, and, and and then you know you you start pressing on the offensive end and you you're chucking threes, but. Then the the second half, the threes are, are what got you back in this game. You you don't win this game by shooting fifteen foot mid range jumpers, and it, as, as long as they're inside outside kind of threes in the in the yeah. flow of things, um, that's that's where this team is good. If this team shows up, they're they're as good as almost anybody, right? UCLA is probably a two seed. Texas yeah. is a, a two three seed, but uh, yeah, it's 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 something that that you struggle with in in a lot of teams is being ready for 40 minutes. Well, a couple things too to to touch on what that what that caller had mentioned. You know, easier said than done to to just kind of get to the basket. I mean, that Northwest, that's a really really good defensive team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're 22nd in the country defensively for a reason and they know exactly where to plug the gaps. They know where to rotate from. So what ends up happening is you just resort to what's easier. And what's easier is to move the ball east-west instead of north-south and then shoot a three in the last six seconds of the shot clock. And that's what ended up happening uh, because, you know, as much as we talk about threes going in in the second half, the first three that was made in the second half was off of Matthew Meyer taking it into the paint and passing it out and getting a catch-and-shoot look for Terrence Shannon that was in rhythm. So um, they definitely you know, what it looked like was – much more of a deliberate, yeah, I, I guess, attack to the paint in, in the second half. And, um, and, and, and credit part of that is who was on the floor. Yep. That's, exactly. you know, you could actually spread Dane, it out. Dane was clogging it yeah. by going smaller. And it wasn't like the old five out stuff that they ran earlier in the season. This was still some spread concepts and they ran some weave action. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately it was to get Nicholson spread out, get him away from the basket because, as much as we love throwing it into Dane and whatnot, like it just wasn't the matchup. He, he can take up space down there, and you know it just wasn't the it, it really wasn't the matchup for him. So um, quickly, before I forget, we played in the NIT mm-hmm. my sophomore year, twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. Uh, the the it was Assembly Hall at the time. Assembly Hall was under construction. So we went on the road to Boston University. That's right. And there were probably 400 people in the stands, um, maybe 200 Illini fans. And I look up, and we're down 33-13 to in the first half. And you know what? Final score of that game, just like tonight, (laughs) 66-62. How about that? Yeah, it, it uh the Peru texter A says that international texting is easy and cheap. I I got to get with the times here and that that famous game that he alluded to was Seton Hall in December of 2000 down by 17 at half. 
tied it up at the end of regulation and ended up winning by eight in overtime. Uh, that that was a, a pretty good season. Um, thanks for for the call, Stan. Man, we we've just gone everywhere. We got a, another texture coming back saying that they were in South Carolina. Um, have a moniker for Illinois, the Rough and Ready Crew. Uh, okay, M- maybe maybe you can elaborate a little bit on that one. But um, yeah, all kinds of thoughts coming in here. And, and as we were trying to pick out there, let's do it for real. Our Tapman's towing play of the game. Car won't start after the game. Call two one seven three two eight twenty four twenty four for the most trusted roadside service in Downstate Illinois. Tapman's towing or online at Tapman's Towing. Dot com. We, we kind of went a, a few different ways when we were kicking it around, Mike. I, I already played the poster by Sincere Harris earlier, which was awesome, but it was in a, a first half that we'd probably rather forget. So we'll have that, that nice little snapshot. But when it, it comes to the play of the game, uh, got to be the block at, at the end to seal it, maybe? Yeah, it was the block to seal it because I had two kids sitting behind me at the game. The second that... Boo Boo, he got on to Coleman. The the kids behind me said, "Oh, he's about to get put in a blender." <laughs> and look how that turned out. So I'd say, I, I I'd say, oh man, I was I was so happy when he blocked that. Um, but I'd say, yeah, it's either that or or even Terrence picking Audige at half yeah. court and making it, you know, cutting it from fifty nine, fifty five, fifty nine, fifty seven. That was a big one. Then sincere ties it up, but for sure, Coleman. Staying with Boo Booey and and blocking that shot, and then really the save by Ty as well to save it to to Terrence to mm-hmm. to get fouled and seal the games is all around just a really good execution on their part at the end. A, a number of plays in that second half led to this win, but this one goes out to Blender Boy Hawkins with the block to seal it. Fifteen seconds to go. 64-62, Illinois leading number 21, Northwestern. Right wing, here is Bowie, drives in, off balance, blocked by Hawkins. Rogers has it. Shannon, midcourt is fouled. There you go, baby. That's the comeback. Woo. Oh, a blocks. The league's best shot-blocking team just knocked it out of there. Coleman Hawkins, what do you know, coming up with a big block. Can't imagine that was his only one. That was his only one, but he also had three steals on the defensive end, four boards, and six points for the junior. The Illini come back from 18 down to win it by four. That's our Tapman's towing play of the game. So a little bit of time if you want to get in here on the Fasteners, et cetera, postgame show. Meyer, pass in the corner, driving in Harris for the tie. He got her. scores the tying basket we're tied for the first time since it was 14 59 all Harris more known for his defense here tonight but he did have the bucket to tie it at 59 it was tied again at 61 after trailing at 18 at the half Illini win it by four here 66-62. Back here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. If you're staying up late with us, give us a call 217-356-9397 or text Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Mike and Evan here with you on News Talk 1400-939 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS, Champaign-Urbana. 
Urbana. Man, the texts are still flowing in here, I, and I understand it. I probably won't go right to sleep. Um, hopefully, Mike ain't got a, a late I'm drive. He- back. I'm heading back to Indy. Oh my goodness! All right, yeah. so we'll, we'll Ho- try- hope to be back before three. We'll see. We'll, we'll try to to get him out of here here shortly. <laughs> um, we we'll pick out our keys to the game here. In a moment, uh, Ty Rogers got some Sergio McLean in him, says one texter. I, I think we've heard that mm. comp before. He looked – I, I think he continues to look just more and more confident with the ball in his hands. He, he was bringing it up the floor uh, again in the, the second half. Yeah. He, he's kind of become that, that secondary ball handler for them. And, and if he, he finds a, a jump shot because uh, Brad pointed it out that they, they put their big on, on – Ty, I'm guessing because yep. uh, that they thought that they could help off of him, um, or or if he got to the rim, then you've got your your tallest guy there. So, but but what he does on, on the defensive end, and, and yeah, he's a, a dog right there with sincere Harris. Uh, we've got that on the text line. Somebody wants uh, some sincerely your signs in the in the the crowd. That's a, a good one. We could also get a, a Gary Hart's mic sign. Gary says that he appreciates the analysis as always, Mike. <laughs> so, uh, got to get that shout out in there. Thanks, uh, Gary. Texter pointed out that that Epps was was the guy who who hit some free throws late uh, against Texas. So. Um, there, there will be times when they'll go back to Jay Nepps. Jay Nepps had, had four threes just the other night, and um, yeah. he'll, he'll be back in the starting lineup on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, and, and I also hope, too, I mean, this is what's really hard, and this is what's hard about coaching, is you have a very emotional win. You're, you know, the the locker room's going crazy. You know, it, it, it's, it's a feel-good win because you came back, you did it together. But then you're thinking, all right, Luke Goody, seven minutes. Okay, he plays seven minutes. How's he feeling? Dane Danger basically gets shelved in the second half. How's he feeling? And Jay Neps, you know, one to forget for him as well. So, like, that's when it comes to your teammates, right? Like, I, I, I there was a moment in the game as I was sitting there, um, you know, because Jay Neps was – anyone that was at the game could have seen it. I mean, he, was, he wasn't going into the huddle. Um, he was sitting on the bench and – you know, Adam Fletcher was was sitting there, kind of patting him on the back, and once he finally decided to come up and join the huddle, immediately, and I mean immediately, Terrence Shannon walks over to him, gives him a big hug. Sincere Harris walks over to him, gives him a big hug, and like that is, if you have a good culture, if you have good guys, if you have high character on your team, that's how you prevent guys from going into their own little silo, and 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 kind of getting down this little this hole of just like oh it's it's about me so whether it's Dane or Jaden or Luke it's just this wasn't your game be thankful that your team came out of here with a win and and let's let's turn the page to Ohio State because all three of those guys are going to be counted on in in big 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 spots so you don't want this to to shoot their confidence down at all none of that so um, I'm excited to see how those three in particular respond against Ohio State after a really emotional comeback, a really emotional game. I mean, you're going to need to you're going to need to bring it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the way Ohio State's been playing, that might be chalked up as a bad loss. So, uh, yeah, and and 
it's not easy to win on the road, so you better show up there. But let's pick out our keys to this game, and they're brought to you by Hickory Point Bank with roots right here in our Champaign-Urbana community, Hickory Point Bank Invested, and by Game Day Spirit, the best selection of University of Illinois apparel. We've said them long form. Let's just say them short form. What were your straight keys? Yeah, my keys were just the adjustments to the lineup mm-hmm. and, and recognizing who had it going and who didn't. And, and riding with it and sticking with it. So a lot of credit goes to that staff. A lot of credit goes to, to Brad Underwood. And I, and I know Brad gets a lot of credit. And it, it, when you're there, when you're watching it live, you can see how much of a team effort that is with Jeff Alexander and and Chester Frazier and Tim Anderson and even the guys behind the bench. I mean, Zach Hamer, I'm not sure how many shots shout-outs Zach Hamer gets, um, <laughs> but he does such a tremendous job as the assistant to the head coach and Tyler Underwood as well. Um, yeah, I know Tyler well, and I know how much time he puts in, and those guys do a ton behind the scenes. And I, I know Tyler's probably not going to bed till 4 a.m. tonight because he's having to break down okay. all the offensive analytics stuff. And uh, those guys work hard, and and I, I think to me they they were the key tonight. Um, you know, they they clearly Brad pushed the right buttons at halftime and uh, was able to come out and say, hey, we need Ty in the lineup. We're going to insert Terrence because if you you know. If you remember, Terrence just had 26 points off the bench. Um, yeah. It, it, so RJ and D, and Dane go to the bench. Uh, you you kind of shelf Epps for for sincere. You ride with sincere in the second half, and all of that kind of contributed to being just a, a huge key and a big reason why you won. So yes, you needed Terrence Shannon. Yes, you needed sincere's effort. But if you don't have a competent coaching staff, there's no way you win that game tonight. Yeah, well, I, I, I was going to say those other two things for, for my keys. Somebody had to make shots, and, and Terrence Shannon coming back was, was a big part of that. I don't know if anybody else was going to step up and, and do that, or, or nobody else really has shown that they're going to go off for 24 points in 20 minutes. So that and, – and oh, it, it was a, a lineup change. It wasn't a, a schematic thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, sometimes you just got to sit down and you got to guard and, and – they did a much better job of that in the second half. Audige only made one shot. Uh, Bowie was not what he did in the first half. He still finishes with 35. But uh, it was a, a lot of pride in the second half that they, they didn't have it in the first half. And that refusal to to just not lose at this game. And, and I'll put a bow on it by saying this. That game, when you want to just split up the first half and the second half, the first half is what could bounce this Illinois team out of the NCAA tournament early. If you're not going to knock down shots and you're not going to be assignment sound on the defensive end, you're going home. Like you, you just you're going home. But in that second half, that's the team that I think can can truly make a run. And it's obviously knocking down outside shots, but it's doing it by getting to the paint, playing inside out. And when I say inside out, it's not just throwing it into the post. It's it's getting into the paint off the dribble. And being able to spray it around, drive long closeouts, and, and really guard. I think, you know, Sincere going over those screens and continues. I mean, he probably had to fight through 45 Nicholson <laughs> screens tonight and Hip you know, continue to do it. And Coleman, I think, we haven't mentioned him. We haven't mentioned Coleman a ton tonight. And Coleman, that that last play, being able to, to switch onto a guy that absolutely had it cooking all night. And where he fouled him one or two plays before. Yeah, and you're able to, to go and get a hand on the ball and block it and not only just block it, but level him off too and slide your feet against a guy that's pretty lightning quick. So, um, you know, that's 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 what I see from this team is can, can you do more of the second half instead of the first half? Because 
that's really what it's com- going to come down to in March is whether in your whether you're in the six eleven game or the seven ten eight nine whatever they end up being in. Uh, if you play like that in the first half, you got to understand that not every team's going to let you back in the game when you, they get an eighteen point lead. Um, you know, Northwestern's a really good defensive team, so I was surprised that that they were able to to squander a lead like that that quickly. I mean, they went. I think if I if I look at my notes here. The the twelve two run and the twelve zero run that happened twelve two by Illinois twelve zero by Northwestern mm-hmm. those two things had happened Illinois had cut it to four and was down fifteen and there was still twelve minutes left in the second half like I was like <laughs> I, I felt like I had lived two lives uh, to, up to that point but we'll see we'll see what they can do you get you get you know a couple opportunities here have to take care of business at Ohio State don't be the team that Ohio State cuz I feel like Ohio State's been due for about 2 weeks. Don't be, please please do not lose to that team. That that team is in complete disarray. That team hates playing with each other. That team is, you know, you should be able to go in there and take care of business. And and then you get two good good shots at, at good teams in Michigan and Purdue. Yep. And these are just resume building. This is resume building time for these guys. Strengthen the resume. Get yourself maybe you know maybe you can get into that. I think they're probably at about a seven right now, maybe a, a high six um, or a lower six. But they they play well enough. They if they win out, they beat Ohio State, beat Michigan, beat Purdue, and and at least have somewhat of a showing in the Big Ten tournament. They're they can be a five, six five. Yeah, they could be a five seed. So who knows? We'll see. Anyway, those are our keys to the game brought to you by Game Day Spirit and Hickory Point Bank coming up towards the end here on the Late Night Fasteners, etc. postgame show. Oh. Minute 20 for the game, 16 to shoot, Shannon rolls right. Now back to the left down the lane, layup is good! There you go, eat him up. Terrence Shannon eating the Wildcats alive in the paint. 108 for the game, 63-61, Illinois by two. That layup by our MX Electrifying Player of the Game, Terrence Shannon, put Illinois up for good as they make the comeback here tonight against Northwestern, 66-62. Coming up towards the end of the Fasteners, etc. postgame show, but uh, if you want to text in, you can on the Castle Eating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. I guess if you really want to call in as well, you can. We always appreciate those, 217-356-9397. I did get remembering, um, of course, appreciate you staying up late with us as well. Texter, um, another texter talking about the Northwestern student section that looked pretty embarrassing from the Twitter pictures I, I saw, so we're not going to give much credence to that. But I did think about another incredible comeback. Not incredible. It, it was rightly done against... Northwestern just a couple years ago in the COVID down, season. Down 15, one by 25. Northwestern yeah. scored 13 points in the second it's, half. It's that, it's that 43 to 28. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> that's the, the toughest lead in, in college basketball. Because there was something weird. They, so it was 43-28 that Illinois was down against mm-hmm. Northwestern. And like there were three separate games in the next two weeks that somebody blew a 43-28 lead. So I, I stand. That's just stuck with me. You don't want to be up forty three twenty eight at half. 
Yeah, that that wasn't quite the score here at half. It was 37-19, uh, perhaps one of the, the worst halves uh, of the year for the Illini, followed up by one of the best halves, and especially Terrence Shannon Jr. Um, here tonight uh, as the Illini get the win. I did want to, you know, we've got this great vivid memory from Jeff calling in earlier and, and Mike remembers everything just off the top of his head. He, he remembered the score when RJ Melendez hit the three earlier. And, and sometimes I have a pretty good memory, but all I remember about my first Illini game was that the assembly hall gave back half dollars and change. They didn't give, like I got 50 cents back huh. and they gave me back half dollars. And, and I was with a group that left early and they took us to Hooters. That's what I remember about my first Illinois game. My my first Illini game, I uh, I just recently I so I committed during football season. So the first game I had ever gone to, first ever Illinois game, was when I was committed, and <laughs> Brandon Paul had forty three points against Ohio <laughs> no State. Way. Yeah, so heck of a heck of a first game to go to. I was coming back from a JV basketball game in Monticello that night. I remember that, that was a where were you that night yeah. type of game. Yeah, yeah. listening no in, listening in the car with my mom on the way back from from our game and, and yeah. See, I, so I've got I've got good memories in some of those, but it was like a non-com game. I mean, they were playing like Longwood or something like that. So hey, Long, hey, Longwood is ripping through the Big South. Are they this year? Yeah, they're they're right there. <laughs> they're, Preseason favorites. They're a, a threat there in the first four Have to get respect. a matchup. Have with some respect. A, one of the the top wood seats. All right, last call. Let's get out of here. Faster is a center post game show. Meyer on the right wing in front of the Illinois bench takes it right baseline. Pass in the corner. Shannon for three. Got it. And there's the first three of the game after the Illini had started two of eleven. Meyer with the rebound. Did not score in the first half. Drives. Cut off. Step back. Three. Good. Maybe that'll get him going. Matthew Meyer with his first points of the game. Drive by Epps. Pass to Shannon. Right side three is good. You could just kind of feel it coming. Terrence Shannon hits the first three to open the second half. Matthew Meyer knocks down a three. Terrence Shannon hits another three. The crowd's getting into it. And it 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 took every bit of 40 minutes. The Illini get their first lead with a minute 16 to go, and they win it by four. What a comeback. Back here, Fasteners, etc. Postgame show. Last call. Michael Tua of Evan Kahn with you. It's been... A fun one. It's had a, a, a lot of feedback. Thank you to all the callers and texters. Jacob's staying up late still. We're, we're, we just kind of get wired a, a little bit after these wins. So it'll be good that we have a, an, an earlier game on Sunday so that we can get to bed at Thank a reasonable goodness. time. And, and we'll, we'll have some lovely church program leading into pregame at, at 9 a.m. here on DWS or, or Jim Brickman over on HMS and, and then Tip-off will be at 11, and then we'll be back with you afterwards for the Fasteners, etc. post-game show. As we've said, and you guys all probably know, Ohio State is on some pretty hard times right now, and uh, you you don't play like you do, did in the first half, uh, especially on the road. You're not going to have the 15,500 strong behind you out yeah. there in Columbus. but um, We'll see if that coaching carousel starts to spin. 
at all. I mean, I know, I know Holtman. It, I don't know. I feel like Collins for sure bought himself more years. No oh, question yeah. about that. Yeah, Hoiberg, Hoiberg might have too. At least bought, might have bought himself another year. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I, I mean, there's seven wins in Big Ten play. Yeah, I don't think yeah, could get to maybe yeah. eight. Uh, that buyout's still pretty high. Here's here's my thing with Holtman. If I'm Chris Holtman, because things are not going well right now. They still haven't made the second weekend. They lost, you know, they were a two seed, lost to Oral Roberts, which was obviously a tough draw. If I'm him, I'm probably doing everything in my power to get the Notre Dame job. Oh. Everything in my power. Because the reality is you reset your clock. Yep. You know, you you know, you you go in contract. Yeah, new contract, five years, whatever it may be. Because if you feel like the writing's on the wall or you feel like you're coaching for your job next year, that fan base for sure has flipped on him already. Um, if you thought the Ryan Day stuff was bad, <laughs> uh, you know he at least kind of salvaged it with that Georgia game. But uh, if I'm Holtman, I'm doing anything I can. It's a lot like Shaka Smart. Shaka Smart saw the writing on the wall at Texas and bolted and went for the Marquette job. So I mean, and they're a and, top and he, fifteen team, and they're about to win the Big East. <laughs> so he he went and reset his clock. And I, I sometimes as a coach, you gotta. I, I don't know. It's all sometimes it comes down to the AD and coach relationship too. But I don't know. That'll be interesting to, to see because as much as we all, or at least I, I'll speak for myself, I love wa- like watching the portal. It's I'm it's sickening how much I refresh verbal commits and. Uh, Portal updates is a new account that came out. Well, and now we do, we don't need to get into a tangent, but we love the off season for every single other sport because of the moves. Because yeah. of how you, I can mean, college build basketball and- now is it's it's insane and it's it's entertaining, and I think you can cover it. Well, actually, the people that actually cover it, they probably don't like it as much because they have to continue to cover it. <laughs> that should be their off season, but yeah, I I think the carousels is one of those things that like. It takes one domino. Like whoever ends up getting that Texas job, if they don't promote Rodney Terry, which I wouldn't, I, I think they are. That's the word. I, but I that, don't know. That doesn't sound, I, like, yeah, it a doesn't Texas sound move. like Texas. They're gonna go. They want to. They're gonna go swing big. Um, I heard Rick Pitino wants a big job. Shoot, I mean Rick Pitino can coach, man. I if I'm him, I don't know if Mike Anderson's gonna be out at St. John's, but he did say that. I saw Pitino in an article the other day. Was like, I don't need the money. He's gonna pick. I, he goes. I can tell you about thirty states. I don't want to live in. Um, you know, I'm not gonna. He he said one thing. He said is he is not coaching in the Big Ten. That's right because, because they, they Richard son. got fired. They fired his son. <laughs> so Rick Pitino will not be coming to the Big Ten, which I think is good. That's all right for all the other coaches in the Big Ten. I don't think he really he would fit in in the Big Ten. No, I don't even know what school. I mean, like if Pykele left Rutgers, I guess, and then all of a sudden Rick Pitino went to Rutgers. I, mean, I get, that would make a little bit of sense. East Coast, but. Yeah, I, I. How about this? Play this out. Coach Calipari gets Texas, and Patino goes, goes back, back to Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. That'd be something that would be fun. I like that. I think I. I, or, I think that's perfect. Or Cal. How about this domino? Cal to Texas. Nate Oates to Kentucky. <laughs> Patino to Bama. I mean, this is. 
I should not be doing this at twelve twenty two AM Central Time. I we need to yeah, we need to wrap it up or I'll be on here. This is this is the good stuff. This is what happens when, when we keep I, need, going I, I, I still need to drive back to Indy, so I need to get on that. All right, so so let's call it there. We'll be back with you. I, we got sports talk here tomorrow on DWS at four o'clock. We'll be doing more uh, of this sort of stuff, but game day on Sunday, again, nine AM pregame, eleven o'clock tip and the transfers were a big part here tonight. Terrence Shannon Jr. and Matthew Meyer and the second half effort leads to a big Illinois comeback. A lot of participation with this one. We appreciate all of the callers, texters, listeners, podcasters, wherever, however you listen. You all are wonderful. Mike, enjoy that drive. Be safe and we'll talk to you again on Sunday. Thank you, Joey, for helping out behind the scenes. That's it. Good night. Sleep tight if you can. We'll talk to you soon. The preceding program was an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS and Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations.